Hey, I'm Tato Katlanya. Welcome to Life with Tato, the podcast. I believe life is about transcending to the highest expression of yourself. Reaching the state of self-mastery takes listening to conversations with unfiltered wisdom and then going to do the work. Your journey to deepening your understanding of self begins today. Today's download is one that speaks to the direction of your life, the direction in which your life is moving. And if you know anything about feeling lost, you will know that getting direction has to be the most important thing in getting back to your path and getting back to living a life where you feel aligned to your purpose. And so today's download deals with where are you and where are you going? And it's one that is probably, it feels like the strongest download that I've had. And I know it might not be comfortable to hear, but I hope you're ready to get to work. Here it is. Today's download is one that is going to be difficult for a lot of people to hear, but it probably is, it feels like the strongest download that I've ever had to share. And I hope you will be willing to to listen and to really take it to heart and work on on yourself. The download is titled GPS, God's Positioning System. I'm going to get straight into it. I'm not going to waste your time. This is one of those downloads where I'm going to go straight to the point. The Bible verse that I'm going to be reading out of is in Isaiah 30. And it's Isaiah 30 verse 20. And it reads, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher shall not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. That's Isaiah 30 verse 20 till 21. It is very interesting how we hear that you will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. When I first read this, I was in fact taken to Genesis 3.8. And just to give you context, in Genesis 3.8, it's, Basically, when Adam and Eve were in the garden and the fall happened, we are introduced to them hearing the sound of God in the garden. And God then asks a question, where are you? And it was quite awkward for God to ask the question, where are you, when God placed them into the garden of Eden. So for God to ask, where are you when he positioned them in the garden and he knew where he put them? And if God is an all-seeing God, why would he ask them where they are? And so I want to get you to think about a GPS navigation, a GPS navigation system on your phone. And if you think about how you know, uh, 
a navigator works or how a yeah, GPS navigation works, there's, there's three things that you, you that need to happen. One, you need to plot in your end destination. Two, it needs to pick up where you are. So it needs to pick up where you are, which is the beginning of your destination. And then it needs to, you need to input where it is that you're going. And then once you have those two different points, the, the beginning and the end, then you have direction to get there. And so if you can think about the GPS in your, in your, in your phone and what happens when you need to get direction, it is very important to know where it is that you're going. So when God says, where are you? That is a very deep question. Because it goes back to saying, where are you positioned? And so in the year 2019, there are a lot of people who need to ask themselves where they are. One, two, people are also being asked by God, where are you? And when we get into what Adam's response was, he in fact said, I heard the sound of you in the garden which is the question was, where are you? His answer is, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid. Still not an answer. Because I was naked, still not an answer. And I hid myself. Now that's an interesting answer. And then God responds, who told you that you were naked? And so what is interesting for us to note is that if you are going to be on a journey to where God has destined you to be. You need to begin with your current location, where you are now, and be able to look at where you are now and know that where you are now is a starting point. That is your starting position, whether you like it or not. That is where you are and accept it. And so when when you look at you taking a journey, then we also need to understand there's two levels of word. So in Isaiah, we read that, you know, that you're going to hear a voice, your ears are going to hear a word saying, this is the way, walk in it. You see, there's a a level at which we need to understand that the word of God is what is going to give you your end destination, right? And The word of God, in fact, deeper than that, the rhema goes down into what is God's will over your life? What are you called to do? What are the desires of your heart that you've written? What is it that God has deposited into your soul to say, this is my will for your life? That is your end destination. So that's the end destination, right? And then the second word that that we are learning about, your ears shall hear a word. The second word is direction. And that is when it says, you will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the left or when you turn to the right. So that is direction. God is going to give you directions as to how is it that you will actually reach the end destination, which is his will. And oftentimes we find ourselves in a position where we know what God's will is over our lives, but we don't know how exactly we're going to direct ourselves to get there. And so when you look around, you need to know that the journey that you're on, it's not a journey that that is for you, but it's a journey that God has purposed you to be on. And so for the journey to even happen, the first thing that needs to 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 work is you need to actually get into the car and be willing to drive because in as much as you can plot into the GPS navigation that you're going to an endpoint, if you cannot get into the car, the GPS will not start giving you directions until you get into a place of movement. So movement matters because the GPS will never say turn left or turn right once before you have actually approached that intersection. So when you're within 500 meters of where you're supposed to turn, that's when the GPS voice is going to start speaking. So the problem that we have is that one, 
We need to go back to where are we? Where are you and where are you going? And when we get to where are you right now, you might find that you're actually in a GPS coordinate that God never intended for you to be in. And so you're out of position. You're out of where God had placed you and had positioned you. And so when we start looking at the reasons as to why you're out of position, if you can think for a minute, when you are, for example, on a journey and you're supposed to go to um, a location that is maybe eight hours away. What ends up happening with a lot of believers is that some a journey that was supposed to take you eight hours is now taking you 48 hours simply because you are missing the, the three things. The first one, you're on a journey. It's supposed to take you eight hours what ends up happening is that you pick the wrong service provider and you go for the service provider that has the least infrastructure and the cheapest data. And what starts happening is that you purchase data from that uh, service provider and you trust that their infrastructure, even though you know they don't have good coverage, you're going to take on that service provider. And so you get onto this journey with uh, the service provider and what ends up happening to your phone is that your level of connectivity while on your journey weakens. And so the level of connectivity is, in fact, your, your, your phone has what is called as a receiver, which means it, is, it has the ability to receive from the uh, global positioning system. It has the ability to receive the on the most accurate point at which you are and so it uses satellites so your receiver in your phone is what what matters when it comes to are you able to receive signal and through that signal the gps is enabled to work and tell you on one level where you are positioned currently and then how is it that it's going to calculate the route time and get you to where you're supposed to go and where you're destined to go in the most effective way possible and so what people what happens to a lot of people is that when they get on their journey what ends up happening is that their receiver on their phone the connectivity instead of being a high level of connectivity which might be 5g 4g lte what ends up happening is that your connectivity weakens as you go on your journey because what, what is in fact happening is that you've put into your GPS navigation system an end, an end destination that you were not destined to go on. And so when you have to ask yourself, where are you going and who told you to go there? You need to know the difference between the end destination that you're asking to be navigated towards. Did God give that to you or did the world give that to you? Because a lot of people are praying for certain things that God never destined for them to have. It was never God's will for you to have the destiny that you are currently praying for. And in fact, you've discounted what was put into your heart. You've discounted the calling that you have received and you are more in you're more attracted to what you've seen in the world. You're more attracted to what your neighbor has. And so you end up putting into your GPS navigation system that your end destination is in fact Cape Town when your end destination was destined to be Qatar. And so when you start looking at the level at which you journey towards your destiny, you will also know that if you can imagine while on your journey, because of the service provider that you've selected, first of all, service providers can be churches, service providers can be people, service providers can be anything else but God. You've put people, things into the position of a service provider and what in fact happens is that there's a lack of infrastructure that those people can offer you to give you what is known as coverage. So network coverage comes as a result of the service provider setting up infrastructure in certain locations for you to be able to pick up network. And so what people do is that they 
they pick service providers that yes, they will be able to give you a certain level of connectivity, but there's going to be parts on your journey where in fact they do not have coverage and you will not have coverage. And so if you can imagine while you're on this journey, you're trying to journey, your journey is supposed to be eight hours. Now it's turning out to be 48 hours and you find yourself in a small town where there is no network coverage and your GPS says GPS signal lost. There are so many people that are lost. There are so many people that are in darkness. And if you can imagine, if you had left in the morning and you were supposed to have already arrived at your destination, but now you haven't, now you're on the road, you're tired, you in fact, you you feel like sleeping, it's at night. And now a journey that you were supposed to take during the day is a journey now that you're having to take at night. There's increased level of risk. There's increased level of danger because now your eyesight, your, your ability to see is lessened because there's no longer light, natural light that could assist you. Now you have to rely on the light in your car for you to see where you are going, which is a lesser light. And so you find yourself in a position where you're tired, you're dealing with lesser light, the environment is a lot more dangerous and even worse, you don't have a navigation system to rely on. Your GPS signal is lost. There's so many people that are sitting in their lives. They are lost. They cannot see anything. There's nothing that is working. Not, not even a sense of how do I get up in the morning and, and piece together a career that I'm proud of. People are sitting in jobs. People are sitting in businesses that are dead. They're sitting, people are sitting in, in, in environments where God's grace has left and what you're doing is you're still trying to find coverage. You're still trying to be in that environment where there is no coverage. And when there's no coverage, there's no covering over your life. So God's covering, you are outside of God's covering and you're asking and praying for God to help you in an environment you were never even destined to be. And so is what at what point do you look at your finances? At what point do you look at your career and realize that you cannot do it alone? You need God's will. You need God's direction. You need God's infrastructure to do what needs what you des what you've been destined to do. And so the way in which we have to go back and say I am out of position. I need to find a different way of doing this. And so if we look at the two scriptures in Isaiah and the two and, and the other scripture, which is in Genesis, the one says you will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That is the one. The one in Genesis, Adam says, I heard a sound. So there's a difference between hearing a sound in the garden and for you to hear clearly a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You see, there's two different types of journeys that each of us has to can pick to, to journey and, and, and be on. The first one is there's clarity. There's clarity of word. There's clarity of what you should be doing. There's clarity of which way you should be walking. There's clarity of... Uh, how you should be journeying. And so it is that level of empowerment that a lot of people are missing because they are ears, they are ears, they do not have ears to hear from a very clear uh, frequency what God is actually saying to them. And so where a lot of people are is in Genesis when God said, where are you? And they, and they say, I heard a sound. There's a difference between hearing a sound and hearing a word. A word is very direct. A word goes into the depths of your situation. God will give you a word for that, that will cut through the noise, that will cut through the fluff and go specific and go specifically to the problem and your needs. And so some of the things that we pray about, God has already answered. But what you're not hearing, you're not hearing a word. You're not cl hearing clearly what God is saying. What you're hearing is a sound. You know God is answering you, but there's no clarity. And so you have to rely on the church. You have to rely on the news. You have to rely on your mother. You have to rely on your brother. You have to rely on your 
your friends. And what you don't understand is that God needs you to be directly connected to him. And that level of connectivity, if, if you're receiver which is in fact spending time in the presence of God and being available to receive the word of God if you do not spend that time working on how connected to God you are what you will hear is a sound and not a word and so the next level that we need to deal with is the reason why even in the garden it says that Adam Adam and Eve, after they ate of the fruit, they, both their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked. So, 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 so here's the thing. When they were created, they were both naked and they were not ashamed. And this is in Genesis 2.25. They were both naked and they were not ashamed. And so later on, we're told after they ate of the fruit, their eyes were opened. So... In fact, what that is telling us is that there's two eyes. There's the natural eye and the, there's the eye in the spirit. And so their spiritual eyes were in fact opened. And so that is why they were naked and they could not be ashamed. You see, there's a level in which you need to operate where if your eyes are opened in, in the spiritual realm, you will see things in the natural way. In the natural, it looks like someone is naked, but in fact, that is a level of vulnerability and it is okay to be vulnerable but if your eyes are closed in the spirit and your eyes are opened in the natural you will look at someone who is naked vulnerability and you will judge them and you will say how come they're so vulnerable why are they not ashamed of coming out and being that person and so there's a level in which believers need to get to you need to get to a level where you understand that the pri you need to prioritize which senses of yours are opened and which senses of yours in fact work. So you cannot prioritize seeing in the natural and you haven't quite figured out how to see things in the spirit. And so when you see Adam and Eve noticing now that their eyes are opened after eating the fruit, now that they see that they are naked, what they then start doing because of being ashamed, they start sewing fig leaves together and hide themselves. And so what happens that if you're operating in the natural and if you're operating out of the will of God and you start seeing things in the natural, what you start doing is making your own plans, sewing things together and making a plan and almost trying to piece it together and trying to make it work. And it will never work because God did not intend for you to operate in that way. And so they were taking fig leaves, which were not created to hide them. Fig leaves were created to create oxygen and the function that they're forcing the fig leaf to, to, to work as, which is work as a covering. That is not the intended uh, that was not the intended way in which God created the fig leaf to 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 work. And so for them to take a fig to take fig leaves and try to force them to do what they were not created to do goes against God's creation. And so what what we do in our normal day lives is we try and make we try and make situations and things that are around us to do what they were not purposed to do and so if you think about that it's almost like now that you're driving you're tired you've lost coverage you go into a garage and you need to in fact take a break and do a pit stop what you end up doing is in fact asking of things that were not purposed to help you to now help you out of the situation that you have put yourself into so if we can deal with the fact that they they knew that they were naked and they knew that something was wrong and so they had to hide they had to go out of where they were positioned into another positioning which is to cover themselves up they needed to be covered they needed to hide and so if you think about while you're on your journey if you were to stop at a pit stop right to get some level of petrol to refresh what what people normally do is because your gps is not working you start to ask the petrol attendant for directions first of all you are asking a petrol attendant to give you live data to give you data around where to go 
the petrol attendant does not have access to a system of maps that is that has real-time data that can that they can then communicate to say to you the most effective way of where you're going the most effective way of getting there is by taking this route you see when you have a gps navigation system and you have a petrol attendant navigating you there's 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 a level at which one is going to serve you more than the other so what what a lot of people have done is that you've asked for directions from a petrol attendant thinking that that was enough that is not enough in fact what god can do for you is get you to the destination in the most effective way possible which is give you a live um a live route of the best effective route to get to your end destination, avoiding traffic, avoiding accidents, right? And so that is God's GPS, the God positioning system, navigating you towards your destiny in a way that is, is less strenuous, in a way that it gets you there in one piece and it gets you there in, in a sound position where when you arrive, you can actually be effective. Unlike if a petrol attendant tells you which way to go, you will in fact be met by traffic. You will be met by accidents. And so that is the least effective way of getting to where you're going. And so if you look at how people have made, you know, their family petrol attendants, where you're asking for guidance and direction from people who do not even know or have the clarity of mind around where it is where you need to go. You have put those people in positions of power to direct you instead of understanding that your service provider is the problem. Your service provider is the problem. You need to get onto a better network then you need to have a level of connectivity that allows you to have coverage and then your GPS navigation system needs to work. And so I want to sit on the fact that you are now in a pit stop and what a lot of people have done is they have stopped in this pit stop and they have created a level of comfort in dysfunction. And when God asks Adam, where are you? There are a lot of people where they are not where they're supposed to be. And so in the end destination where you are actually being awaited to come and do the work and be effective and be fruitful and multiply, you are not present. Where you are is in a pit stop. You've rented out a one, an overnight hotel, motel in a small city, in a small town. And now what you've done is what was supposed to be a quick pit stop has now turned into you saying the pit stop should yield uh, 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 the ability for you to actually action out your purpose. Your pit stop can never have the capacity to hold your purpose. Your pit stop is not, is not designed for you to live in. And so what people have is that they start, in fact, taking what was supposed to be a place of rest. They turn that into a place of, of, of settlement. And so you, you start convincing yourself that you should maybe extend the one, hotel, one bed hotel room and create a home out of it. And you think that it's, a, it's going to take a lot more to leave your pit stop and go to your end destination because now it's already at night. So what you start doing is you start settling into, into your, your, your pit stop. And, and here's the thing, doing the work is worth is worth it. Doing the work to drive and get out of your pit stop is worth it because instead of settling for a lesser life, you will then know that you will have, you will never have settlement. You will never have settlement in an area where you are settling for a lesser life. And so a lot of people are in a pit stop and you've stopped and you're out of position. And now when people are passing by the pit stop and you're asking where, where they're going, you can see that this person has refueled and they're going. And you know that you're not supposed to be staying behind. You're also supposed to be moving forward, but you feel stuck. And the reason you feel stuck is because you know that you do not have a GPS navigator that can get you there because now you're out of coverage. You keep trying to 
enter a destination. It keeps trying to say it's loading, but it never yields a way of giving you directions because it is not even God's will to begin with. And so when you're out of position, it is the most dangerous place to be in because it's almost like you also you have gotten to that place because you lacked the discernment to know that you've put people in the in in authority in your life you've put people in the driver's seat and you've put them in authority to to direct you you've put people in in a, a authority to drive you to where you're supposed to go and so when you were supposed to in fact be a formula one car which is a high performance car you are now literally driving in a mummy car you're driving a car that goes 60 kilometers per hour it's not a high performance car it's in fact frustrating you because you're the type of driver that is like a lewis hamilton which is like a formula one driver and when you're supposed to be operating at a higher level you're not because the car that you have you've even now taken people and put them in the car and instead of of honoring the role that you are which is the driver of your life you're now trying to seek validation from other people in the car which is friends and family and all sorts of people and you're trying to get them to give you direction and it's like God puts you in the driving seat for a reason. You have a navigator for a reason. Use those things. In fact, all these people are not supposed to be in your car. You're supposed to be in a high performance car. In fact, that is not your car. And so there's certain things that you need to ask yourself. Why have I allowed myself to be comfortable with dysfunction? Why have I allowed myself to be comfortable with using vehicles and vessels that are not high performance vehicles and i'm now using things that are literally helping me survive and just get by when you were created to thrive when you were created to function on a higher level and so you end up you know in a place where you're asking people petrol attendants for where you should be going and it's like at what point does your discernment kick in to allow you to get out of that position and so while we're talking about the pit stop i also want to get into the fact that we do not hide alone there are people that in your life when adam said I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. That is in fact a lie. When he says I hid myself, he was lying because he was not alone. He was with Eve. And so when God asks you, where are you? And you you quite honestly answer, I'm not where I was supposed to be. I'm not where I had intended to be. I'm, I'm in a position that I was supposed to have already left five years ago. I'm in a in a business which your grace God had has left. And in fact, I was supposed to work on another business idea, but I had a lot of fear. I was afraid. I am in a marriage that I was supposed to leave two or five years ago, but because I was afraid, because I've been hiding myself, I haven't been able to go speak to people and ask them, how is it that I can get into a healthier relationship? You are you are stuck in a financial position where you know you could be in a better state, but you're not because you're afraid. You're afraid to speak up and, and seek help. And so you are hiding in this dark place. And what is in fact funny is that there are people that are helping you hide. And so if you look at what Adam says when he says, I hid myself, he's in fact saying to, he's in fact lying to God because before that verse, we are told that the man and his wife hid themselves. And so why is he not telling God about the person that is enabling him to also hide? So you in your life also have people that enable you to hide. And instead of telling the, you the truth, they in fact allow you to continue living within your trauma. And so instead of resolving things in your life and resolving your trauma, and having a way of living and showing up in the world with your truth and saying, though this is my truth, though I feel naked, though I feel afraid and fearful, 
the the God that I serve knows where I am. And in fact, if I can trust where I am, God will be the one that will know how to get me from where I am to where I need to be. And so I need you to think of a list of people that have enabled you to hide. And some of these people are must as people that love and support you. But what in fact they're doing is loving and supporting your dysfunction. And what they need to do is in fact release you. And so what you need to be doing is loving them and saying, you know what, I see you, I, I love you, but bye. I need to do what I need to do. I, you cannot stay loyal to your dysfunction. You cannot stay loyal to your discomfort. You need to remain loyal to God and God's purpose in your life. And that is the only thing that you're meant to be loyal to. And in fact, your family and your friends, if they need, if they understand that their job and they, they, what their purpose to do in your life is help you be on your journey, is to help you evolve and grow, they will also understand that your loyalty to them is cannot come above or before your loyalty to God's move in your life. And so there are people that are enabling you to hide. They enable you in all sorts of ways. And in fact, what you think is support ends up being control. Because if someone is supporting you financially and they're supporting your dysfunction, what that is doing is keeping you in bondage. And so then they become the service provider in your life. And at some point, the infrastructure that they have uh, provided you, at some point, they're not going to be able to give you coverage. And at that point, they're not going to be able to give you the kind of capital that you need to build out the ideas that God has given you. And in fact, you need to be in a comfortable position to have a conversation with these people and say, I know you've supported me. I know you've loved me through the season that I was in, but the season I'm in, I need to get to work. The season I'm in, I need to be uncomfortable. And so I need you to be okay with me being uncomfortable. I need you to keep your check. I need you to keep your money. I need you to keep your support because I need to learn how to be better connected to God than I'm connected to you right now. And so if I have a better relationship with you as my mother and I have a worse off relationship with God, that is a problem. And as much as you love me, I need you to love me enough to let me go and set me free. Because when you do that, then I am able to return to my creator and I'm able to go back to God and hear his word and not his sound and hear clearly for myself what I need to do. And so people are out of position. And so when I ask, when God asks you, where are you? And you say you're hiding why are you hiding? And there are a lot of things that allow us to hide. There's been times when you've come out and you put your fear aside and you loved people and people hurt you. And so you thought it was better off for you to hide and never love again. There's been times when you've trusted God and you've you've taken your lost investment and put it into a project and that project fell apart for whatever reason. And so you thought to yourself, well, I'm never starting a business again. I'm actually going to put together my CV and I'm going to go find a nine to five. And so you hide in um, under a manager when you're in fact called to, prov- to, to, to be a service provider to that company that is currently giving you a job. The reason why people hide is that they don't want to show up in the world in, in, in such a way that we are able to see them, see them move in such a pace that it's unfathomable to normal human beings how this person can accelerate from zero to 200 kilometers per second per hour in a matter of seconds. We look at Formula One cars and we look at normal cars. They are designed to do different things. Yes, there's movement in two, but the other has a level of acceleration that a normal car would never have. And so we were designed to be Formula One cars, but we are so stuck on driving normal cars. And so we're 
people have connected to God, where people have accepted their relationship with God, when when those people are operating in the world, it looks like their blessings are accelerated. It looks like their lives are moving. It looks like, you know, they are blessed or more abundant than you. But that is a lie. You also have it within you. And that is why you can look at someone and say, the air that he or she breathes is the same air that I breathe. And so the same way God has blessed him is the same way that I can be blessed. But the difference between you and that person that is in a high performance vehicle is that you haven't the vehicle you're using, the vessel that you're using is in fact what God intended you not to use. And so I need we I need us to go back and literally take the word hide. The word hide in its Hebrew meaning and how it was uh, written in Genesis two, in Genesis three. Nine, it actually means to conceal, to cover. So what we do is we end up covering ourselves. And if you can compare the type of coverage that God can give you versus the type of coverage that normal man can give you, there's no way you can even compare them. There's absolutely no way. And so... It's it's sad that because so many people are hiding, it is it is so unfortunate that it is it, it's so unfortunate that because so many people are hiding, we are now forced to see people who are essentially your placeholder, fulfilling you know positions that were meant to be held by you. But because you haven't had the insight to go back to God to say the GPS signal was lost, but I'm, I want to come back to you. I want to come back to you, God. I want to come back to a place where I hear you clearly. I, I have a personal relationship and an intimate relationship with you. you there's people who, there are people who, literally every day have to convince themselves to wake up. There are people who have to convince themselves to go about their day and it's like you were not created to function in your pit stop. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're in a small town and you're supposed to be in a big city where all the offices of the biggest brands and companies were the economy in the city was enough to sustain you. And now you're in a town asking for a town to have the capacity to yield the same fruit that would be yielded in a, in a, in a, in a city. That is, that is asking. It, it's almost like, it's almost like it, it doesn't have the capacity to give you the type of fruit you're, you're, you are asking for and so you can be talented in a small town but the people cannot afford what it is you have to charge and so in your pit stop trying to look for a job is not going to work because essentially what you will be offered is in no way close to the value of, of what you could be offered when if you were in an environment that you were destined to work in the type of contracts that you're going to get or the types of projects that you're supposed to get and work on in a small town are not going to be the this on the same level as the type of projects and the type of of um the type of contracts that you're supposed to get in in a city and so you will never be fulfilled in a pit stop because the function of the pit stop was for you to literally as Formula One drivers do, it was to pit, which is to stop for literally less than 10 seconds. And everyone that is there, the, the, the attendants in your pit stop are supposed to change their tire, which is do their job, what they're actually supposed to do, pour petrol and let you go. And so now you've stopped, you're asking for directions and the race of life is on. 
and you keep dropping spaces on the, on the scoreboard where you're supposed to be and people are holding the number one position in your life where that's where you were supposed to be. People are getting, po- um, they're, they're, they're getting podium positions because you are busy stopping in the pit stop instead of doing your job and driving. And so at what point do you get tired of settling? At what point do you get tired of being out of position? At what point do you stop making a home out of your pit stop and realizing that you're not supposed to be there and you're supposed to get up? And you're supposed to stop the conversations that you've been having with the people that have been supporting your dysfunction and saying enough is enough. At what point do you stop hiding and you stop and you start coming forward and saying, this is who I am. I'm a high performance individual. I was destined to, to do this. I was destined to be such and such a person. At what point do you stop being behind the scenes and you come and claim your role of who you were destined to be and saying, God, I'm willing for the the, 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 the network to be reconnected. I'm willing for the GPS navigation system in my life for you, God, to navigate me to where I need to be and where you have destined me to be, where you, it is your will for me to be there. At what point do you ask God for direction and not people? At what point do you also realize that when you arrive at your end destination, the word then needs to be made manifest by the work that you do? So it doesn't mean that when you also have arrived, after God has said in Isaiah, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, there's a reason why you have to go to that end destination. There's a reason why you need to go to that end destination and do something there. And that is to serve. No one leaves this, uh, leaves their beginning and goes to the end of their destination to arrive and just do something. If you're leaving in the morning and you put in that you have a meeting in a specific location, your job when you arrive, the GPS navigation system is going to help you arrive. But when you get there, you need to get out of the car and walk into that meeting and claim whatever it is that is yours. And so another problem is that people arrive and they expect God to then do the work. The navigation system, its job is to tell you what the will of God is. So where you're supposed to go. Its job is to give you direction. And then its job is is to help you arrive on time. And so even when the GPS navigation system allows, gives you a calculated time of arrival, when you arrive on time, your job is to get out the car. The GPS is not going to tell you, okay, you've arrived at your destination. Now go get your bag. Now, we also force the GPS navigation system to do what it wasn't designed to do. If God has put it in your heart, if God's positioning system gets you to a specific place, your job is to get there and get to work. And so some people have been listening to the direction. Some people, God has told them, this is the environment you're supposed to be in. But now, instead of getting to work, getting into the meeting, unpacking your bags, understanding the environment, what you're doing now is sitting in the car and praying that God does something. You've arrived. And so on arrival, you need to get to work. But you don't want to work. You don't want to do the work. And some of the work is doing the most uncomfortable things, which is serving. And when on arrival, you're tired because you arrive. Yes, you can rest, but you weren't, create, you weren't designed to get there and re- rest and just sit. You were designed to get there and serve. And so people arrive and do nothing. They get, they get there, they're on holiday. And what ends up happening is that you end up not being effective where you were supposed to be. And so I will close with saying there's a way in which God, yes, will ask you where you are. But it is up to you to get into a position 
of being able to say to God, I am where you've purposed me to be. And so if we go back and we understand that there is absolutely nothing that needs to separate you from from God. And so if you even look at Romans 8, um, verse 35, it even says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, get this, or nakedness or danger or sword? So anyone who feels lost, there's absolutely nothing that you've done in your past. There's nothing that you're doing in your present. There's nothing that God can't unravel. There's nothing that God can't use where you are in your lost position. There's nothing that God can't, can't resolve for you and, and, and get you back to where you're purposed to be. And so nothing can separate you from that connectivity with God. There's no, it, it, it's almost like you need to be willing to, to give up everything your nakedness, your stress, your tribulation, your whatever relationships you were in that were, that were not serving God's purpose, the people that were helping you hide, the burdens that have been sitting on you. If you need to make calls and forgive people, do that. If you need to do the most uncomfortable thing for you to get reconnected to God, you need to do it. If you if if God told you you need to leave that business, then leave it. If God told you to leave your job, then leave your job. If God told you, listen, I had given you grace to do this project or whatever it was for the past five years, I'm no longer there. I need you to move. I need to send you to another destination. Then you need to be able to get into the frame of mind where you hear God's voice, where you hear God's voice, God's word saying, go left, go right, where you, where you don't fight God on his word because another thing that we do is that we we fight God we now you know make God we make ourselves gods in in our lives and in other people's lives and it's like what is what what can separate you from the love of Christ and there's absolutely nothing and it's almost like the feelings that that you you don't want to feel go there you know the pain you don't want to feel feel it the discomfort you don't want to feel, you have to feel it because that is the only way that you will be loosed. That is the only way you're going to come out of your pit stop and start the journey. And it's almost like, which discomfort are you willing to live with? The discomfort of settling and, and settling for less in your pit stop or the discomfort of, of pick, packing up your stuff and saying, listen, I'm out of here. This, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not where I'm supposed to operate. And are you willing to to bear that discomfort of getting back on the road again and saying, God, I trust you, though I'm in the car, though I'm crying, though I'm trying to be reconnected, I'm going to in fact start playing the word, I'm going to start listening to the word, I'm going to start being in your presence, I'm going to start connecting to you on a higher level that I will be able to hear you, I'm going to, even if I have to uh, wake up in the morning and get into my car and cry every day and and go to these meetings where I don't know that the doors that I'm knocking on they'll they'll allow me uh, they will open the doors even though I don't know whether me getting out of this relationship and having to set up a home somewhere else and starting afresh even though I don't know that I now had to resign for, from a job and I have to start looking for another job that can provide a healthier relationship for a relation work environment for, for me to be in even though I have to um, even though I have to now start applying for internships and starting at the bottom, even though I have to start getting on the road again, even though I have to go back and retake the subjects that I need to take in order for me to pass this degree, even though I have to go back to school and go rewrite the exam so I can get a higher mark, even though I have to go back and now have to do my honors degree or my master's degree to unlock the next level, I will do whatever it takes for me to get back onto the road and for me to get back to a level where I perform on the highest level that you intended for me to, 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 to work on. 
one. And God, I'm going to trust you as my GPS navigating system. I'm going to trust you to position me exactly where I need to be. I'm going to trust you to, to, to put me in a position where I, I know that I will arrive on time and I will arrive and I will go to exactly the place that I was destined to be and God you're gonna help me work this thing out and yes I lost connectivity for a while there and yes I took an off-ramp that I was not supposed to take and yes I was I had stopped at a garage and you know taken advice from a petrol attendant yes I had made a home out of this pit stop I am done I am done settling I am done being in a place that cannot even hold hold me i'm done asking for people to have the capacity to receive me and they can't receive me i am done i am done i am done i've made the decision that i am done and so it is at that point that your gps will say to you that it has reconnected and the next off-ramp you should take and when god does that when god gives you that that you, you, you know when you've been in a position when you've been praying and God has been silent. When the GPS comes back online and it says in the next 500 meters, take a lift. You better take that lift. You better take that opportunity that God gives you. You better take that one moment, that one shot give, uh, that one shot that God gives you and says, take the left. Don't question, don't look right. All you got to do is indicate, let anyone that is in your way to say, listen, I'm coming through. I'm taking my left. I'm, you know, you need to check your blind spot. Anyone that was trying to be all up in your growth, you need to say, listen, I'm going to let you pass. But even though you are in my blind spot, I'm indicating I'm about to move into this lane. I'm about to off ramp. I'm about to go back to the road that God intended to be in. Uh, God intended for me to be in. And when you do that, when you get that one shot, do not question, do not call, do not ask anyone in the car if you should take it. Do not trust, take the lift. And what you do is you keep the GPS navigation. You listen, you, you, you in fact need the volume to be on high. You need to turn off any distraction in the car. So you can't have the radio playing you can't now have noise and sound and all sorts of things covering up the voice of God. You need to hear it clear as day. And that is the only way you're going to arrive in the time that was calculated for you to arrive on time. You cannot afford to be late. 2019 is the year that everything that was in hiding will now be revealed. You need to come out of where you are. You need to stop hiding. You need to come back. You need to hear the word of God. You need to hear when he says turn left. You need to take that left. If he says right, take that right. Don't question. Don't look for validation. If anyone is in disagreement with what God is saying, that is okay. Only seek from for confirmation for, from God. Have the ability to discern who you should be listening to know that where you stop it's not to stop to make a pit stop and and now you, you've made a home know how to get out of that place and when god says where are you you better know exactly what your gps coordinates say and when 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 god asks you where you're going you need to know that where you're going is where god's will is and not where your will is and when you do that your gps navigation system which is god god is gonna cover you God is going to give you infrastructure. God is going to give you the level of connectivity where your, your network, your network will serve you. And so I will close with saying in Romans 8, 37, it says, all of these things, we know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through whom through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate, separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I hope that will help you. I hope you will do the work. I hope you will do the uncomfortable thing. 
and allow God's positioning system to work in your life. And with that, we've reached the end of this week's download. I hope you will trust that little voice that says this is the way and listen out for where you're supposed to go and know that you cannot settle. The settlement that you're looking for, it lies in doing the hard thing, which is coming out of where you've been hiding and doing the exact thing that you know is difficult, but that is where God is going to meet you and help you and direct you to where you're supposed to go. It's time for you to get to work. I believe the best conversations will happen after this episode. Be willing to share this episode with your friends and family and pray about it. And in the end, I hope that I can hear from you on social media and hear your thoughts. If you like this week's episode of The Download, please subscribe to the channel. And if you can be so kind, rate, share, and just be in a position to walk this journey with me. For now, I will say... Stay in your lane, keep journeying towards transcending to the highest expression of yourself. I cannot stress this enough, but the world needs it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time on Life with Tato, the podcast.